independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Oh, man. What a day. More January 6th hearings going on today. I think they've got some more going on on Thursday or Friday. It's one of those prime time. They're finishing it up. Prime, prime time. And it's very interesting because uh, it's a very interesting piece on CNN. I don't see it. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because Jake Tapper, first of all, CNN's been great with the war. As far as, you know, we're going to talk to Mike Lyons, bottom of the hour, about all of this stuff uh, uh, that's going on over there because it is getting uglier and the world's kind of, you know, everybody's moved on. You know, I mean, like I said, we have a TikTok society. And as far as, you know, how fast we can keep our attention, you know, and boom, oh, there's something else. Boom, there's something else. So much information coming at us, all the stuff. And then you throw everything else in. We have a, a, a TikTok society. And so they did a very interesting piece, and Anthony came along. Uh, Anthony came by it and found it. And it was just I thought, man, that's that's just a, that's a great. I think that sums up everything that's going on with the way that we feel, and partially is. Let's be real, okay? So so from from the beginning of last year, right, to the beginning of this year. In comparison, when it comes to media. People aren't paying attention anymore, not to the news. Social media interactions with news articles down 50%. Cable news primetime down 20%. News media app sessions down 16%. Unique visits to top five news sites down 18%. Despite the, as they say, a massive amount of major news stories, people are going further and further away from it. From Ukraine to the deadly shootings to January 6th, the Supreme Court, all of those things, people are just, they're fed up. Engagement with news content across all platforms declined significantly in the first half of 2022. Get ready for this. So, Fox News, if it wasn't for Fox News, I don't even know where the, where this would be. Fox News was up 12%. MSNBC down almost 50%, I mean uh, 33%, and CNN down 50%. Think about that for a second. 50% drop-off. People are frustrated. They're angry with the way that I, I don't think they can... How many times have we had this conversation in the last several months, last several years, that the trust in the media continues to fall? The trust in the media continues to fall. Right. People go to where they get affirmation, not information. And everybody else looks at the media with. (sighs) That's why it's very interesting. Uh, Jake Tapper gets into a a conversation with their their data guru. So everybody's got a data guru now. Right. So if you're if you watch, uh, you know, baseball, Moneyball, right, it's a data guru. What are you doing? We're buying runs. How are we buying runs? Well, you know what? This guy's worth this many home runs. But you know what? For for a quarter of the money, we can get these three guys, and they're worth the same amount of runs that this guy is, and we can spend money elsewhere. Oh, that's really interesting. Data gurus are very important. Everybody likes data. Information, information, information. So they're talking to Harry uh, Entenier, who is their data guru, about, hey, first and foremost, anybody even paying attention? Are voters paying attention no. to these hearings? What are you finding there? Look, following the January 6th hearings, very or somewhat closely. What do we see? We see overall 
The majority of Americans are, in fact, following these hearings very, or at least somewhat closely, while Democrats are more likely to be following the hearings closely than Republicans. In fact, the majority of Republicans at 51% say that they are, in fact, following the hearings very or somewhat closely. But here's the big question. Is it really changing anybody's mind? Okay. Are they following it closely? No. Now, 20 million is pretty decent size. But if you spread that out over a wide swath of places that were covering it, you're losing to things like reruns of Young Sheldon. Now, if it was one group, you know, that had it only, would people be going there? Plus, they don't take in streaming. So, you know, but the reality is it's it. People aren't paying that kind of attention. And the reason is, is because we've become so polarized, we've made up our mind pre-information. We've made up our mind in, in, in imagine now all jurors have their minds made up before they step in there and you have to prove to them that you're innocent or guilty when their mind's already made up. And by the way, they're also taking it all personal. Could you imagine that? Hey, I already believe you're guilty. And the fact that you're saying you're not guilty, I'm taking that as a personal slap in my face. It's, it's sad, but true. It is. They continue. And I think we can get a good idea of it from this question from Quinnipiac. Did Trump commit a crime to change the 2020 election results? And we can compare April of 2022 versus now. Overall, in April of 2022, it was 46%. Now, it's that same 46%. Among Republicans, there's been perhaps a slight upward movement to 15%, but still clearly the vast majority of Republicans do not, in fact, believe that Trump committed a crime. And these hearings don't seem so far to, in fact, change opinions across all Americans of whether Trump committed a crime to change the 2020 election results. No, no, no. It's not. That's really, I mean, the fact they got 15%, I was shocked. I was shocked. But nobody trusts any of these things. They see this as bipartisan uh, hooey. It's a bipartisan hooey. You know, Bannon wants to testify. He wants to do it in front of the whole world. Right? They're like, no, we're going to do it behind closed doors. Well, that puts people out there going, well, why do you want to do it behind closed doors? It's the thing we always tell you all the time is, is these things are for show. None of them for anything real. Anything that happens, happens behind closed doors because that's where real conversations happen. The grandstanders leave and the adults step up. If the Democrats were serious about that, they would have looked at Jamie Raskin. They would have looked at Adam Dipschiff and everybody else across the board and said, you can't be anywhere near this. You spent four years going after this man. You've become the face of what everybody sees as evil, and they've become the resistance against you. You need to go. We're going to bring in nameless, faceless Democrats who you've never heard of, who are going to just look at this, right, where they're rolling their sleeves up and go, all right, let's get stuff done, because they got other things to do. They've got other things to do. But here's the thing. What matters most, that's what matters to the average voter and to the Republicans and Democrats. What matters most to you? Is it January 6th? Mm. Uh, Harry, we've talked before about the poor polling for Democrats heading into this year's midterm elections. Have these hearings changed that outlook at all? Not really. No. Look, before the hearings began, my average of the polls, the generic ballot had Republicans plus three points. Now, not the January 6th committee hearings. It is not Donald Trump. 
It's inflation, according to the top issue for Americans at this point is not the January 6th committee hearings. It's inflation, according to 33% of Americans. That is the top issue. The top issue. Paying for dinner. And by that, I mean not going out, but paying for dinner because what are we going to feed the kids? Deciding who and what bill collector you can push off for a month and it's really not going to hurt you or you can pay a portion of and they'll keep your service going and knowing what you have to pay. That matters to everybody because we all participate in the economy. There's an election coming up. It's midterms. What are people going to be focused on? And when they walk in that ballot box and they say, who, who's the group on the right or left that I should give this opportunity to? Should I keep it the same or should I go somewhere else? Who do I trust more? Who, who are the people that I think can get the job done right now with ridiculous inflation? And who is trusted more on the issue of inflation? The margin right here is absolutely huge. Republicans are trusted over Democrats by 19 points, and that is why, at this particular point, Republicans still lead on that generic congressional ballot. Yeah. 19 points is huge. Huge. Understand, that's 19 points. They're fooling themselves that there's going to be this massive blue wave, that this is... And look, I am the first one to look and laugh and start saying... (laughs) They have, they have more than a few occasions snatched, right? Snatch, snatched that victory from the jaws of defeat and replaced it with the, with you know. Oh, I got, I got victory. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? There's defeat. I'm taking that into. I got, the, I got the defeat. And we wanted the defeat. Yes, because that's politics. We don't trust the media. We don't trust what's going on in January sixth. We don't trust the fact that 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 so much of what we see and read now is 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 either so beyond biased or it's a homework assignment to go find out the truth. So for many people, they've moved on. They have. They've moved on and they're caring about their pocketbook. They're caring about getting their kids to school. They're caring about whether or not they're going to have enough money to get the kids the supplies they need for school this year. They're caring about all of those things. This right now, while it's going on, it's an afterthought. And this lady sums it up. You know, Biden was the Biden was the first person I ever actually voted for. Um, I feel like our youth, they either don't have time to vote or they don't think that their vote matters. And so um, we aren't really informed on who to vote for. Um, the media portrayed Biden as someone who was going to fix this country and honestly, from my perspective, my personal experience, he's made it a whole lot worse for people like me who voted for him. So I feel not only embarrassed, but I just feel very manipulated by the media, like social media, portraying him as someone who is going to fix the country. He didn't. No. Single mom who voted for him. Not happening again. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love to hear from me. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, talk about that web telescope. I've got my take on it, and uh, I looked at it, and, and I'm going to give you, <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to tell you, the first thing when I saw it, I just said, no. <laughs> I know what that is. Don't try to fool me. Don't try to fool me. Don't. EdenPureDeals.com. Wouldn't fool you guys. You guys are too smart for that. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. What do you get? Well, first and foremost, 
three amazing Oxyleaf Two Thunderstorm air purifiers. Plug them straight into the wall, super quiet. So what happens with them? That's it. Just let them go. There's no filters to buy, nothing like that. They're small, they're quiet, they're out of the way. And then they get rid of the odors. Ooh. Some of them may be lingering, right? You've got a, you got a cat, right? they got a cat box. Maybe uh, you got teenagers and they're stinky. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's your office and you're trying to clean out the smells from all your employees who, you know, what, whatever it is. This will not mask it, but kill it. It's incredible. 265,000 of them sold, flying off the shelves. The best air purifier around. The only one you're ever going to need. Free shipping right now. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3 saves you $200. C-H-A-D, the number three. Code CHAD3 at EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy, that is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. You know, you've, you've heard me say over and over again, America is defined by one single word, possibilities, possibilities. I want to thank the team at NASA for once again showing that that's who we are. That's who we are as a nation, a nation of possibilities. We can see possibilities no one has ever seen before. We can go places no one has ever gone before. To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Biden talking about the uh, the Webb Telescope. Because there's a picture out from said Webb Telescope. We'll get to that in a second. NASA Administrator Nelson, I'm going to turn this over to you. So will you please tell us about what we're seeing? President, if you held a grain of sand on the tip of your finger at arm's length, that is the part of the universe that you're seeing, just one little speck of the universe. And what you're seeing there are billions of galaxies with billions of stars and suns. And we're getting our first glimpse. As you said, Mr. President, we're looking back more than 13 billion years. Whoa. So could there be other people out there? No, that's not possible. Wait, we have it's unlimited and there's billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of solar system stars, but there's nobody else? No. Okay, well there you go there. So I saw the picture from the Webb telescope, and the first thing that came to my mind, that's not a picture, that's a light bright. <laughs> What's a light bright? Some of you are laughing right now because back in our day, kids, when we didn't have computers or anything cool, we had light bright. Picture picture this. It's a little white kind of triangular box and you put black paper on it cardboard like paper and you turn out all the lights or go in the closet and then you would poke holes and stick these little plastic things and it look like bulbs and you would make designs 
Oh, my Lord. Kids look at us today like we used to look at kids who lived in the little house in the prairie days. Well, their world sucks. They don't have TV. They don't have 12 stations, two of them Spanish. <laughs> We've got a light bright. I've got a Coleco baseball game. <laughs> what team are you on? I'm on the red line team. What's the other team? That's also the red line team. <laughs> Says I hit a home run. <laughs> Oh, my goodness me. I was trying to display to the kids the other day what a light bright was. And when I saw the picture there, I'm like, that's a light bright. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. That's a light bright. Oh, my Lord. It looks awesome. It does. Cost a few bucks to get it up there. But uh, now the question is simply this. Uh, what do we get out of it? We're going to learn stuff. What are we learning? All kinds of stuff. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But it just shows you how small we are. That's why I keep saying, I joke about the UFO thing, but how can you not think there's got to be something else out there? It doesn't have to look like us or act like us, which is probably for the better. But still, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Ukraine, I'm going to get an uh, update from our buddy Mike Lyons, uh, military analyst, talk about what's going on over there. It is ugly, it is nasty, and Putin's got going anywhere fast. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Russia has already substantially failed to achieve its strategic objectives in Ukraine. Its strategic objective was to take Kyiv, the capital, to end Ukraine as a country, to eliminate uh, Ukrainian identity from the map, and to subsume Ukraine to within Russia. They have failed at that. Kyiv stands, Kharkiv stands, Odessa stands. The major cities of Ukraine are in Ukrainian hands and are being ably and bravely defended by the Ukrainian military with the support of the United States and, and other NATO allies. What Vladimir Putin set out to do, he has failed to do. Jake Sullivan right there, one of the spokesholes over there at the uh, at the White House, uh, Secretary of Blithering and Blathering. Uh, look, is some of that true? Yeah, I mean, every day that the, the Ukrainians survive, it's a victory for them. Uh, but the reality is the long game now is what uh, the Pooter is doing. Joining us now is our buddy Mike Lyons, military analyst, retired major in the Army, and who's done about just about everything you can think of militarily-wise. And, 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 Mike, I look at this, and, uh, you know, over the weekend he's signaling, hey, we're in this for the long haul, we're just getting started. It is the long haul for him now, and he feels like, hey, if I wait this thing out, these uh, the NATO guys are going to start to crack. Europe's going to start to crack. Uh, I, I can do this. Yeah, I think in some ways it's all he has left. And the long road for him is, I think, to get to winter time. But um, you're seeing in the past uh, week or so the attacks uh, Ukraine is making on Russian ammunition dumps. And so the reports are saying that Russia is running low on artillery ammunition. So we know that they were uh, short on missiles and other uh, related guided uh, strategic weapons, um, but uh, their capability to fire 50,000 rounds a day is, is really shrinking. And so um, Ukraine now targets ammunition dumps knowing full well 
that it'll decrease their capability to wage this kind of war, this you know World War One, some you know grinded out uh, artillery war that they've been doing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that that's all he has left. This is the only bullet he can left to play. He's not going to go talk to the Iranians about getting drones. I think that can tip the balance. You know, both sides are exhausted. So both sides are looking for, you know, what's going to be the linchpin that is going to give them an, an advantage right now to go back on the offensive. They're taking an operational pause. The Russians have, have claimed. Um, but Ukraine needs the rest as well. And um, but the long run, I think at least it's going to take this into winter. So, you know, uh, you talk about them heading over to apparently he's supposed to the Pooter's supposed to go over to Iran here in the next uh, week or so. He needs he wants armed drones. What do the Iranians have? Do they have something that's going to help them? Because it, it sounds like right now he's desperate for stuff because he didn't really seem to have uh, an endless supply of stuff. Right. And, and, and Russia does have brought a tremendous amount of material to the battlefield, but they're running out of that stuff. And they do have uh, their Bayraktar type drones. There were drones that, frankly, they copied U.S. Uh, design from the Reaper and the Predator drones. We know that we lost a few drones uh, while we were in Afghanistan that, uh, that, that found its way back, back into Iran because we saw them. Uh, over Iraq at the time, but they have this capability to arm them now. In some cases, that they need them more for visuals, and they need them more for finding out where Ukraine artillery is and trying to get time on target very quick. It's going to be a race against their capability to acquire the the HIMARS and the the high mobility artillery systems before <clears throat> before um, you, Ukraine can move them and before they can fire them. And, and we're finding out that the accuracy of the artillery is really another one of those difference makers. Ukraine can use the same thing because their drones have been used for forward observation. But we also know that the Russians have done a better job of knocking them out with electronic warfare, EMP, other things that have blinded them as well. So the, the drone war, so to speak, uh, will, will escalate, will tip back in the balance of the Russians if, they, if, you, if the Iranians provide this technology. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, we talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Let's talk about uh, the Ukrainians. They are valiant in everything that they're doing. Uh, uh, they're, they're pushing back and, and surviving. And again, every day uh, a survival is a victory. But like you said, they're, everybody's looking for something. Is, you know, I mean, I know that uh, you know, Zelensky doesn't want to give an inch and, and, and wants them gone. But the reality is... He also has to look over and go, all right, common sense says, I'm worried about what the Germans may do, especially if this thing lasts through the summer and starts to get cool again. What the French will do, the, the Italians, I mean, all of them at any moment seem they could crack. Next thing you know, they're asking for oil and gas, and we're an afterthought. Right. I, we're seeing the Germans already crack. You're seeing that they're actually not going to increase their defense budget the next year. It's going to actually decrease. You know, So it was not much from, from the very beginning. Uh, saying that they're going to fix this in the next 10 years is, you know, is just not uh, something that is going to help anybody in, in the short term. Uh, I, I personally think U.S. U.S. troops need to leave Germany, move closer to the battle, go to Romania, go to Poland, uh, send me to Sweden, send me to Finland if they're joining NATO. That'd be a great, uh, greatest duty assignment uh, because the Germans don't seem to be want to, to, to get involved with this. Um, but, but again, this is where this is all another force that's acting on it. Now, go back to Ukraine. They claim now they have a million man army. Uh, that's a little bit overblown, I think. If you look at, uh, if you kind of break it down, they have some new recruits. Um, they've lost a tremendous amount of people. 
Uh, but that's including police officers and border patrol and all the things that kind of go with that. Um, but they're going to need probably that, if not more, to take some of those areas back in the Donbass, which which is really the the, the place where once once Vladimir Putin realizes he can't go any further and he's deterred militarily, that's when he'll try to negotiate. And the question is whether the Ukraine will negotiate. They still might not. They still might continue to fight themselves. So you look at that. You look at that. They may still continue to fight. Uh, is NATO going to have an, and and I, and again, it's their country, but we're all funding a lot of what's going on there. What kind of say are we going to get in this? As far as like, look, dude, I know you don't want any to give up any part of this. Totally understand. But the reality is, is we're not going to just hand you check after check after check, so you can continue to fight this battle, uh, a battle that neither of you are going to win at this point in time. Do we have a yeah, say? Chad, at all? I love. Yeah, I love you, you, you. I love the way you think. I love your questions. But the, my question back to you is who makes that conversation on our side? Right. Our president doesn't. Uh, no. you, you, that's that's a good, great thing to, to say it through. But we don't have anybody at the t- table that's going to think that through, make that conversation and, and have it with with Zelensky. And, you know, we don't we don't have the Churchill, the Eisenhower, the pick pick your historic leader of the past. And. So right now, Joe Biden's hanging on politically for everything he can. And there, we don't we, we don't you know, I know the fact that the Pentagon, people, of the Pentagon want this thing to keep going because it's a tritting Russia's conventional forces. Uh, we all know, too, from the Pentagon's perspective, we have to get back to China. The Chinese, have, you know, out they've got more, you know, 400 or so more naval combat ships than we do. They've got a tremendous amount of capability in the Pacific. Eventually, that's going to happen. Um, and we want to get back to that. But everybody at the Pentagon is pretty happy that the Russian military is getting attrited. It's conventional forces getting attrited right now as well. But but again, we have no one's going to have that conversation. No, no. Uh, what's going on in Russia? Like, you know, it seems to be kind of quiet. Uh I, I've seen some stuff where people like, you know, the usual baloney. Oh, it's the greatest time in history and da, da, da. But I've also seen a lot of stuff that I follow where stuff's getting out. It's like, you know, look, we may have some money that have flown in here from time to time. But the reality is nobody will sell us anything, uh, just regular goods. And the stuff that we are making ourselves that's supposed to act like the goods that we had, they're crap. At some point, that's right. got to give, too. Yeah, it's going back to the 80s and the 70s and all the crap that was made in, in Russia from the nuclear power plants on, you know, on down to the lowest level of whatever they're manufacturing. And uh, it's all because of the ingrained culture that exists there. And it's an unfortunate, uh, it's unfortunate that there's not been enough leadership that's taken them out of that in the past, at least let's say 25, 30 years since the wall has fallen, they've had real opportunities to embrace capitalism and, and all the things that go around that, but they just haven't, they don't use efficiency. At the end of the day, things are driven top down and we see what happens when that takes place. I, I think that uh, they still haven't mobilized. They still haven't told the rest of the country, really, really hasn't told the rest of the country things are going badly. Uh, he can still control the media, he controls the airwaves, he controls, you know, 11 times zones when you think about it. How would you like to come 11 time zones and fight and die in Ukraine if you're, you know, a Kazakhstan or you're, you're somebody in one of those Russian outposts way in the, in the far east of where Russia has people? Um, but but they, they still have, they have numbers. Right? There's no other way around it. And then as long as the Chinese buy it, in, you know, India is still on their side, Brazil, uh, Iran, North Korea, it comes out to 3.54 billion people that still need uh, Russian oil and Russian gas and Russian energy that uh, that's going to keep them afloat. Us, them, NATO, 
uh, you look around, he, you know, postures, right? He, he does the peacock thing over the weekend and, you know, the thing that he does all the time. Uh, we're just getting started. The reality, though, is he looks around and he knows that, look, I, I, I'd like to get something done uh, here uh, so I can control certain areas of Donbass region all the way down to Crimea and have my little land bridge there, the whole nine yards. But I can't step any further because I just, A, I, I didn't think it was going to take this long, and B, uh, this what would this cost us because you know if he's running out of supplies and you're turning to china and iran for military stuff uh there there's still as much as their stuff is 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 vastly improved in particular china they're still light years behind a lot of what we have and the right. and china's not on the continent so I, as a military guy i look at what he's doing and what what could his last grasp thing be right he's not he's he's not going to probably get back to Kharkiv or Kiev itself um, can launch missiles in there and destroy apartment buildings every once in a while, not just create more terror than, than any kind of military objective. But I got to think that Vladimir Putin is telling some Russian general someplace uh, who's also grabbing some Russian admiral someplace. And I think they got a big pin on the map in Odessa. If they can take that Odessa, they completely strangle, choke off uh, Ukraine from the Black Sea, they choke off their capability to export wheat from the areas that they still own right now. The Russia has taken over a pretty significant portion of that capability. They've taken over their capability to manufacture chemicals, to manufacture steel. You saw that in Sevastopol and, or the naval base um, in Mariupol and, and the like. So I, I think that that if he does one more thing, that if he's going to do anything, he's going to have to focus all efforts towards Odessa, gives him that the final land bridge, the final 10% of that coastline on the Black Sea. It would be a tremendous strategic loss. Um, perhaps NATO then gets involved and says, there's no way we can let you do that. Uh, that that might be one of those bridge. To, it could be a bridge too far in both directions. It could be a bridge too far for Russian troops that try to do it and try to get it and they can't get there. It also could be a bridge too far for the for the West that says, look, if you if you go there, we're going to put up a no-fly zone. We're actually not going to defend that one port because that one port is so important strategically to Ukraine. We'll have to see. We'll see. Mike Lance, always good to have you on, military analyst, uh, retired major in the Army, and uh, the man who's been on top of this the entire time. And uh, good to talk to you. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It just, it's never ending, and the ending is going to come when – Really, th this sounds bizarre to say. The ending is going to come when the rest of the world decides we no longer want to fund your fight. Both of you. That, that, that feels like at some point, and what I think both sides are hoping is, is, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, if they blink first and their people, their money backers back out, then we'll win. If our money backers back out, they'll win. So we'll see. We shall see. It is not going anywhere, but it, the, the chance of this thing escalating is still there. And because of inflation, because of all the other stuff, it is the TikTok society. We're not paying the attention that we once were. And that is understandable. But overnight, something can change. A bomb lands somewhere it's not supposed to. A missile does something it's not supposed to. They decide that they're going to push on somewhere else. Next thing you know, they're in Poland fighting. And all of a sudden, overnight, everything changes. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. All right, guys. Hello, fresh. Dinner is important. Lunch is important. Breakfast is important. Hello, fresh. 
wants to do something, wants to feed you. Summertime, right? You get outside, a little summertime, feeling it. How about the taste of summer recipes and market selections? It's a limited edition from HelloFresh right now. You're also going to get 16 free meals. I'll tell you about that in a second. Incredible fresh ingredients, right, which I love, which is incredible. That summertime kind of meal that's just amazing. You know what I'm talking about. A little bit light, but also just got some great, you know, the protein, all of that stuff, pre-portioned ingredients, and my taste buds, all over the place, running through the roof because there's 55 weekly options. The most, It's the absolute most of any meal kit out there. Right now, how about this, kids? 16 free meals. That's right, 16 across seven boxes plus three free gifts. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16, Benson16, HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. You're going to love it. It's easy to do. You take it right out of the box. The instructions are there. Boom. Takes no time at all. You're going to feel amazing, and you're going to love the taste. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Get you started right now. Use that code, HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it, some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The diversity of this community. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, what? as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> it's Joe Biden, Vice President Taco. <laughs> yeah, I'm Vice President Taco. The Bogodos, the, 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 the things, the, the, you know, the thing? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Reaching out, right? Like, we were just talking. Like, if it was Hillary, she's like, and I brought hot sauce. <laughs> Does anybody buy into the to the game of pandering? I mean, do they? Do, like, I'm sure some people are like, hey, let's go over there and make them do or say anything we want to say because they want our vote so bad. And then when they do, you're like, ah, leave. They're a bunch of idiots. Oh, my Lord. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. Although I will say this, right? Having lived in San Antonio, which I loved, uh, the breakfast taco, the fact that it's not taken off nationally, it's always been a fascination to me. Like, that's a great thing. And I love the breakfast taco. I, I think there needs to be more of it. Speaking of more, it's coming. Uh, come the fall and winter, uh, most everyone who's uh, an expert on pandemics and these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see, we'll see a resurgence of a, the virus, whether it's the variants that we have now or new variants, and we got to be ready. Uh, Javier Bacaria. Oh, it's Becerra. <laughs> uh, Javier Becerra there talking about the resurgence that's coming. COVID numbers are up. The deaths really aren't up. 
Uh, people aren't paying that kind of attention because they're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to survive. They're trying to, to get through the day where we were. I mean, we're, we're over 111,000 higher positivity rate than we were this time last year. But we're only about 100 deaths above where we were this time last year. So, you know, it spreads easier. But the reality is, uh, during an election season, you're not shutting everything down. Just not going to happen again. It isn't. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy Prime Day, Arizona. Arizona and the world. You guys know what day it is, right? It is Amazon Prime Day. I'm checking in right now to see what's on there that's good. What kind of sweet deals do we have? Oh, my God, I need to purchase stuff. Oh, so amazing. You're like, nope, I don't need one of those, but I'll take it. <laughs> Because you never know, I might need one in the future. <laughs> Computer monitors, dirt cheap. Oh, my goodness me. I'm looking for another one of those. Are you really, Chad? How many do you need? Enough. That's what I need. I need enough. That's what we get excited about. Think about how blessed we are, right? We're all bitching about, ah, life sucks. America's horrible. Capitalism's awful. Blah, 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 blah. Quick, over to Amazon. They've got great deals. Blah. They do have tons of deals today because it is Amazon Prime Day. What's the deals? We are seeing an early offer on a 55-inch Fire TV for under $300. That's $60 less than it was during Black Friday of last year. Fire. Fire. I love. I'm looking here. There's tons of deals. God, deals galore. And so much more. I could sit here and talk about all the things. Hey, do you want to talk about January 6th? No, not really. Let's talk about Let's see what the best deals are on Amazon. Those are way better, by the way. Far, far better than a lot of this other crap where people are arguing about all kinds of baloney. I guess we should really do regular stuff, but it's just not fun. I was reading, you know, people are turning away from this all. They don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want to hear the news anymore. They don't. Because A, they don't trust it. Totally understandable. I don't trust the news. You're part of it. I'm not part of the news. By the way, by the way, I give you a more fair, balanced approach than 90% of journalists that are out there that you see. A lot of journalists are just journalists, right? But, you know, remember, it's no longer just writing a story and handing it in. You got editors, you got people, you got people in powers that be that are always looking over their shoulder, asking questions about, well, you know, I'm we're serving this group and this group is expect us to be like this. We're going against it's, it's understandable. It is. It's understandable. It's the old January 6th thing, right? We got new January 6th stuff. Ooh, what's it going to be? What's going to happen? Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. But have you made up your mind? I think you have. 
right? I think you've made up your mind. I think most people have made up their mind. There are other things that people are worried about. January 6th right now, if you're looking at five-buck gas, if you're looking at the rising cost of bacon, if you're thinking to yourself, well, you know what? Even if we're in the recession, there's still lots of jobs that are out there. So, so if I lose this job, maybe I can land somewhere else. Uh, but you know, it's I, I can't have that break in between, you know, because I got to make sure I feed the kids, and you know, the dollars I'm getting now aren't going as far as they used to be. You're worried about that, uh, and Harry. We've talked before about the poor polling for Democrats heading into this year's midterm elections. Have these hearings changed that outlook at all? Not really. No. Look, before the hearings began, my average of the polls, the generic ballot, had Republicans plus three points. Now, not the January 6th committee hearings. It is not Donald Trump. It's inflation. According, The top issue for Americans at this point is not the January 6th committee hearings. It's inflation, according to 33% of Americans. That is the top issue. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it be the top issue? Putting, putting... Money in the bank, putting gas in the car, food on the table, a roof over people's heads is important. That's what people care about. I know, but but the gen, you've already made up your mind. Like whenever it is, you can follow January 6th. I'm like, have you made up your mind? I'm like, yeah. Are you following? Yeah. Well, why are you following it if you've already made up your mind? I'm curious if you believe, you know, he's guilty, he's innocent, whatever it is, why are you following? Because it's important. No, you're looking for affirmation. You're not looking for information. That's it. But what keeps the average American awake at night? Besides the great deals at Amazon. <laughs> it's it's dollar bills. Will they stretch far enough? Am I going to have enough? Do I have to rob Peter to pay Paul? They're not going to extend my credit line anymore. How do I pay for this? Yeah, gas has come down a little bit, but it's still a buck seventy higher than it was this time last year. So, 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 what exactly, you know, is January six accomplishing? Well, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be. But do we need it in prime time? Is it that important? Are that many people really paying attention to it? I, I don't know. Are voters paying attention to these hearings? What are you finding there? Look, following the January 6th hearings very or somewhat closely, what do we see? We see overall the majority of Americans are in fact following these hearings very or at least somewhat closely, while Democrats are more likely to be following the hearings closely than Republicans. In fact, the majority of Republicans at 51% say that they are in fact following the hearings very or somewhat closely. But here's the big question. Is it really changing anybody's mind? That's a great question. Is it? No, it's not. Because you made up your mind a long time ago. That's why it's not doing anything. You made up your mind long before January 6th happened on how you felt about Donald Trump. That's it. There, there is everything you need to know. You made up your mind. And this is just something else that, quite frankly, you could say, well, Hey, this is another thing that he's done. And if you believe that Donald Trump is, 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 is all that is great with the world and he is Yahweh to you, etc., etc., then you don't care about any of this stuff. But I tell you what you do care about. 
You care about the fact that you wake up every day and you look up and you go, how am I going to pay the bills? You care about the fact that you wake up every day, just like everyone, every one of us right now goes, I can't believe it is this ridiculous right now. And the price of this is this. I can't believe that that I'm having to put more money on a credit card just to fill up my tank to get to work, which I haven't been able to do on a reg, you know, that I shouldn't even be doing. Right? That, like I, 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 the way that I'm using my credit card. That's what people are worried about. That's what the average person's worried about. Everything else they see as show. And the Democrats have to answer in November. I cannot blame everything on Joe Biden. But so much of what he has tried has failed. And he is so reactionary. And the people that he surrounded himself with are so reactionary. And the reactions they have are piss poor at best. And who is trusted more on the issue of inflation? The margin right here is absolutely huge. Republicans are trusted over Democrats by 19 points. And that is why, at this particular point, Republicans still lead on that generic congressional ballot. There you go. That is why. Not changing anytime soon. You know it. I know it. This is, this is what we've got. You would have to think to yourself, for this to change, for the Republicans to all of a sudden go from point, you know, B, way back there, to jump to point A, it would have to be something spectacular. When I hear people run out, it's not because of the Roe v. Way, because it's, it's not having the impact that they thought it was going to have. Oh, it may help them raising money, but it's not having that impact. And because it didn't happen the day before, because we are a TikTok society, meaning we'll react to it the next day, maybe even the day after that. Eh, by Thursday, though, we might be gone. <laughs> I'm on to something new. See guns, see everything else that we've ever seen out there. Now, if the Republicans continue to do what they do, there's still a chance that they'll screw this thing up. But if they play their cards right, they're going to walk in and they're probably going to have the Senate and they're going to have the House. And then you've got a president that is already disappointed a ton of people. Let's go back to yesterday. Listen to these 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 people who are Joe Biden supporters, some of them, not all of them, but a vast majority of them who are kind of over it, think he's too old, think he's more than lost a step. These are people that helped put him in the White House 18 plus months ago. It's a no for you. Oh, it's a big fat no? It's a no. I think he's too old. Yeah. And we voted for him. We like him, but I think. Um, I voted Biden. I'm a Democrat, but I think he's getting a little too old. He's not that much older than I am, so I think I'm too old to run, too. I definitely think he's starting to show his age. You know, just even the way he's speaking has changed. You wouldn't vote for him again? I don't know if I would. Let me rephrase that. I don't know if I would. Yeah. I don't know if I would. And I want you to listen to this. This is a mom. Take away the happy noise and the songs and stuff behind. They were talking about his age and some of the other stuff. This is a single mother who voted for him. And she's not happy. You know, Biden was the Biden was the first person I ever actually voted for. Um... I feel like our youth, they, 
either don't have time to vote or they don't think that their vote matters. And so um, we aren't really informed on who to vote for. Um, the media portrayed Biden as someone who was going to fix this country. And honestly, from my perspective, my personal experience, he's made it a whole lot worse for people like me who voted for him. So I feel not only embarrassed, but I just feel very manipulated by the media, like social media, portraying him as someone who is going to fix the country. He didn't. No. You're not winning that person back. You're not. And the media, as she pointed out, she feels the media played a part in this. Because she feels the media gave him cover. The media made it seem like he was some sort of 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 person that's coming to rescue from the evil tweets of Donald Trump and and take you to to a better place. And no, I mean Elon Musk said it the other day, uh, tweeted out uh, two three weeks ago. Joe Biden wasn't given a mandate by the American people. That's his mistake. People voted for a return to normalcy and calm, essentially. Yeah, but instead we've got inflation and still the insanity rages. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program while I'm doing that. Of course, I'm shopping for goodies galore because it is Amazon Prime Day. Paper towels, batteries, trash bags. It may not seem like the most glamorous thing to buy, but it is something that we can all use in our house. Oh yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that we don't need, but I will probably purchase some of those as well. I'm not going to say that I have or haven't bought anything, but I did. <laughs> America! I'm just saying, America! Healthy cell, you should buy that. Getting healthy is important. Love the fact that I'm getting better sleep than I've gotten in forever thanks to REM sleep from Healthy Cell. It's an ingestible gel. So I don't have to take melatonin and all these other things that really don't work because they're pill forms or, you know, just sometimes I just struggled. And same thing with like my focus and recall in the afternoon because I, I get here and I work so much and kind of just a lull. And boom, I take my focus and recall, which is send some of that to Joe Biden. It's great. It's ingestible gel. To get the same kind of nutrients and all the stuff and the vitamins you would need, you have to take like 15 giant pills. You don't have to do that with Healthy Cell. It's ingestible gel. It comes in a small packet. Cut the top off. Suck it down. Put it in water. Whatever you want to do, away you go. It's incredible. It really is. And right now, they want you to get healthy as well and save 20%, plus it's a money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, send it back. No questions asked. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Saves you that 20% on your first order. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Get healthy with me. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? So I know it's trending on the old webs of the inter, shall we? First full cover uh, color images from uh, James Webb Space Station telescope. It's been revealed. Pretty darn amazing. If you think to yourself, man, that looks like an et- uh, maybe an Etch-a-Sketch, maybe a Light Bright. Maybe that didn't look like uh, the things I thought it was going to look like. It looks pretty cool, though. All that kidding side. 
Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Greg Norman, British Open, kicks off on Thursday, but lots of stuff battling back and forth between the Live Tour, which is the Saudi Tour, the Breakaway Tour, the PGA, Department of Justice looking in to see if did they do something wrong. Did the PGA do something wrong by kicking all of these people out of the tour for going over there? And uh, there will be lawsuits. Expect that uh, very, very soon. Amazon Prime also trending. Uh, not a shocker. It is Prime Day today and tomorrow. More January 6th hearings trending as well. Oh, man. Prime Day is huge. 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 Everywhere. Bachelorette 2022. What? That's trending. That's trending big time. I was like, it is? Euro and the dollar are trending. Because for the first time in 20 years, they're on par. The dollar and the euro, it's a one for one. When I lived over in, in, in Europe, the euro was, was, was there, but the Brits hadn't adopted it yet. But, you know, the pound, you know, for every, like, buck, uh, you get, like, 70, you know, 70p, as they say. And now, essentially, just imagine it being one for one. It's what it is right now. One for one. Insane. Something else, you know. People like the, you, you see, with the cheap dollar helps when people are purchasing our stuff. When a dollar gets expensive, their dollars, their dollars, if you will, don't go as far. So it's a very weird thing that you want to you want a strong ish dollar, but you don't want it to be overly strong, if that makes sense. And more Amazon Prime deals galore. Plenty of them. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Uh, we touched yesterday. We'll touch on a little bit again. Lady tries to get out of a ticket because uh, she says I'm pregnant. And according to law, personhood. When does it begin? When doesn't it begin? One of the federal courts has already spoken. But this is going to get weird again when it comes to lawsuits. Again, send everything to where? To the courts and let them decide because that's what we do Nowadays, because it's easier to do that than to people actually put laws on the books and debate and have to give a little bit because they're fearful of being fired. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hello, everybody. Hey, I'm 51. I've been told by Dr. Shaw I need to hear this message. You are eligible for your first booster or second booster wherever you are in your vaccination schedule. If you've not gotten a vaccine shot this year, go get one now. It could save your life. Yeah. Uh, I got a booster in December, and I don't really think I'm going to run out and get a booster right now. i got to be honest. 
I know there's a new thing, but uh, uh, I just don't feel like that's something I'm going to run out and do at this moment in time. And I know that it's spreading, and I just feel like everybody I know who's has gotten it and has got boosted as well. And a lot of people who have gotten nothing. Uh, and a lot of people that have had it probably didn't even know they had it. Could be me, by the way. You know? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy. This is crazy. You know what I mean? So, Because uh, I know they got a new variant out there. Be prepared. It's the ninja variant, I think is what they're calling it. Last I heard. The last I heard. It was the ninja variant so uh they're paying people uh what 250 dollars if you uh see remember see something say something well now it's if you see a scotus in particular a scotus that the if you're on the left that you don't like right kavanaugh coney barrett you know you just run down the list you know thomas is if you see one you don't like then let us know because I guess uh, over the weekend Morton's you had uh, Kavanaugh out with his family and you know people are screaming and yelling and doing stuff and and uh, it's it's so childish it really is so childish there's the other thing in this right here's the other thing in this what happens when somebody isn't there to yell we already heard about that guy that, that came close to getting to Kavanaugh. <clears throat> right? That guy that got out of the car and he had gone from California to 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 DC and he had his jet black outfit. I mean like he went to the straight like 1980s kind of whatever, you know, cat burglar outfit you have and he's got a bag and he's got guns and zip ties and and he happens to see the marshals there, and then eventually he's taken into custody. But what happens when somebody doesn't just want to yell? And they show up, and they want to do something, and it turns violent, and they hurt, injure somebody, kill somebody. I mean, that is, 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 is that out of the realm of possibility? No. I mean, my goodness. You go back and you look at, at Japan, right? So so you just had Shinzo Abe, who was killed on Friday, who was one of the most popular leaders they've ever had. The, the prime minister was the prime minister. He, he was the prime minister, the longest they've ever had a prime minister. And by the way, he stepped down, wasn't voted out, had issues with his digestive tract, and he stepped down, and next thing you know, this guy rolls in and 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 kills him. And you're like, oh my goodness. And apparently it had, you know, it's weird. Like, who was this guy? He built a homemade device, and people are still trying to figure out exactly the, you know, what's the cause he had a grudge. Japanese media also reporting that the gunman allegedly decided to attack Abe after watching a video message Abe sent to his mother's church, which the gunman blamed for her financial ruin. Authorities also acknowledge security failures and are investigating how the gunman was able to get so close to Abe, allegedly firing two shots from a homemade gun, two barrels bound together with black tape. Yeah, well, because they're not worried like we are. But I go back to the whole thing because you've got you know, abortion and, and all of this stuff out there, and in particular abortion, and some of these things uh, are such 
emotional, as we've seen, issues and topics that people lose their effing loving mind. You said effing loving? I did. They do. Man, they do. People taking days off work to mourn. I mean, just like, whoa, settle down, right? Just come on now. My goodness. But you're, you're, you're telling people, hey, if you see somebody, wait staff, cooks, whoever it is, maitre d', and, and, and Thomas comes in there or, or whoever it is, right, uh, any of them that's not on the left, you tell us we're going to show up and make their life miserable. Somebody's going to do something stupid. They are. Because inherently, you put 100 people in the room, one or two of them is going to be a knucklehead. And I say that, which brings me to this, because it's about abortion and personhood and the whole nine yards and the the insanity uh, of it all. This lady gets pulled over. We touched on it a bit yesterday. You guys remember she gets pulled over in the HOV lane uh, and uh, it's, you know, hey, uh, you're they're supposed to it's carpool. It's supposed to be two people there. HOV lanes are supposed to be for cars with two or more people. Yeah, I can see the signs. It says HOV parentheses two. When Brandy Batone was driving down Central Expressway, she came across a sheriff's checkpoint targeting drivers, breaking the rules. Yeah. So and so she she's late to get her kid. And she's worried about if I show up and and uh, uh, late, you know, I don't know if they charge her something extra. But so it's one of those things where she's in the HOV lane and the cops are just sitting there just, you know, seeing who's there and who's not. And they pull her over. And she's like, I do have two people. And I said, well. Not trying to throw a political mix here, but with everything going on, this counts as a baby. And he kind of waved me off. Yeah. And it's weird, right? And we touched on it yesterday. We're like, we hope, uh, uh, we hope this thing gets eventually uh, to the courts because in theory, she's, she's got a point. I really don't feel like it's, it's right because one law is saying it one way, but then another law is saying it another way. Yeah, and a lot of times what happens is 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 something the laws have to adjust. So and 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 they do. It takes time. Especially cuz so many of these states in across the country right now are in this weird uncharted territory, we don't even know what the law is here in Arizona. Because we have a law from 1901 when we were a territory that says abortions illegal. But then they just passed a 15-week ban, like, a few months ago, but won't go in effect uh, probably for another ooh, 80 days or so. Because once the, the legislation uh, legislators go home for, for, for their break, it has 90 days, and then it, then it kicks in. Well, they don't know which one. Our, our AG is like, I, th- I, I think it's the 1901. That's not, you're the AG. What do you mean you think? You're supposed to know this. And the laws are going to catch up. And, and I bring it up because personhood is the new thing. So what's a personhood? Well, as she said, she says, look, I got it. By the way, her she, she's 34 weeks pregnant. So she's not six weeks pregnant, eight weeks pregnant. If the baby was born yesterday, Brandy's baby would have been born. Probably not had to stay in the hospital any other length of time than any other child. It would have happened. So, okay, you know, what's personhood? That's a very good question. And people are asking that because a lot of people do what? 
fertilize eggs. I mean, you start going through all of the things, uh, you know, uh, just you start breaking down what's a person, what's not a person. This is going to get to be the sticky wicket. The abortion rights groups that sued to block the Arizona law are right, says U.S. District Judge Douglas Reyes, writing that it's anyone's guess as the state acknowledged what criminal laws abortion providers may be breaking under it. The judge says that's the problem, too vague. He says people should not have to guess at whether their conduct is on the right or the wrong side of the law. At least four other states have similar personhood laws in effect. Yeah, and part of that is... You know, I know that the 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 government came out of the feds yesterday and said, "Look, if somebody comes in the hospital and there's a chance that they're going to die, you 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 treat that person right if they're pregnant. And if something happens, well, that's you, you have to do that. The, and people, well, it's a person. What's not a person? And and what about eggs? Right? Like who gets the, what about those and, and and fetal tissue and all that? These are all the things that aren't." out there yet because it happened so fast this is what's coming so be prepared for lawsuits this thing hasn't gone away it's not going away anytime soon it's just not it's going to be here for for a bit because the lawsuits are going to continue and people are going to figure out well how can i get around this if you want an abortion where are you going to be well if you live on the coast even when Roe v. Wade seemed untouchable, Dr. Meg Autry had visions of a shipboard medical clinic anchored nine miles off the coast of Texas, outside the reach of the state's virtual ban on abortion. We've done kind of all of the detail research that we can do. Now she's working to raise the $20 million it would take to retrofit a boat that she hopes to have donated. Autry also has a list of lawyers working pro bono. We anticipate legal challenges throughout this entire journey. She hopes to launch the floating abortion clinic in the next year. <laughs> so, so you're gonna have a floating abortion clinic, and then people are like, well, what about it in the sky? I mean, it's this is this is what we've gotten to. So, and the laws all over the place. It, it has not been a. It's not been smooth. It's not been smooth. Let's just say that. And I have a feeling it's still going to be ugly, and this, this thing is far from settled. Uh, but when you're sitting here, you got, so you got somebody who's going to is, is is are these eggs persons, right? Because they're fertilized, they're ready to be implanted. But are they are they persons? What about fetal tissue and things of that nature? That I've talked about in the past, and you know you're going to start going. All of these things are going to start breaking down and asking questions about including that brandy lady who got pulled over said well hold on a second if, if a drunk driver hit her and killed her you're going to charge them with two counts of murder but she's in the car and the baby's in her and you're only giving her you're giving her a ticket saying there's not enough people in the car for the hov line 323-538-2423 and chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program rough greens ruffgreens.com slash chad Love it. Give it to my dogs every single night. Give it to my young dogs, too. I see how great it was done with Doodles. So Dr. Dennis Black puts this together. I sprinkle on top of his food, and his food comes to life. It is truly incredible. I love Rough Greens and what it's done. It's vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff right there. And just sprinkle on his food. And, man, Bowie and, and Red, who are our other younger dogs, they eat it up. They love it. They're healthy. They're happy. They never go to the, the vet. And, of course, our older dog, Doodle, is alive and well and 
That only thing we changed was Rough Greens. Right now, try it for free. You're going to get a bag for free. You cover the cost of shipping. doesn't get any better than that. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Every year, Darwin does what Darwin does and people do what they do. And the next thing you know, we just sit there and go, well, that's what you get. Running with the bulls shows up on many bucket lists. We're just hoping to do a good job and not be one of those dumb foreigners that messes it up. But when you mess with the bull, you get the horns and one 1,000-pound bull had enough. Three people were gored, several more trampled, and at least six runners hospitalized in Monday's run. But that didn't stop tens of thousands of people descending on Pamplona, Spain, for the annual festival. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, you go there. I've never, that was never been my bucket list, right? It's never been a bucket list for me. Maybe for other people, right? Like they want to climb up and they want to do Everest. Great bucket list. They want to skydive bucket list. Uh, that's never been mine. And I think a lot of people have a bucket list that some people may see to be as, as dangerous, right? But it's it's the, the running with the bulls. Even when I was in my fittest, I never thought, you know, it'd be great. Running down the streets in a small little hamlet in Spain. With hundreds of other people, by the way, some of which aren't probably good runners, some of which are rather fast and not paying attention, everybody fleeing for their lives. Because uh, you're just, here's the thing, you're just as, it's just as likely to be injured from an idiot as you are from a bull. Right? But animal rights activists say it's the bulls that are threatened, and they want to leave this tradition in the past. And it's incredibly cruel and painful for the bulls that go through this process. Scott Snyder from Austin, Texas. Hell yeah, I was afraid, man. There's a lot of fear coursing through my blood, man. But now I feel relief, and I'm going to go get drunk. All right, there you go. Sounds like you were already halfway there. <laughs> so, heck yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid, yeah, 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 I was afraid. Speaking of drunk, touched on a bit yesterday, Heather Kovar, anchor, CBS 6, Albany. If you saw her picture, you, uh, you thought to yourself, now, either you just came from a party, or, or you're still at a party and you're doing the news. Excessive heat, and boy, don't you know that? Taking a live look over uh, downtown Albany and 105 degrees in Texas today. I just spoke with my mother. That's what she's dealing with. It's a major heat wave, and it is ex- it's, it's just hitting everywhere. It's only 80 degrees here. We are really lucky here in the capital region. I mean, let me tell you about that. I mean, it's Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Like, you don't need us telling you that it's bad. It's like... Yeah, she's been suspended uh, right now. I look at it and I think to myself, was there nobody there? And if you don't know how, like, smaller, like, uh, Albany's not a huge 
place. But, you know, if you go in and you do a morning show, uh, and I've done this several times when it's Palm Springs, and I go do the morning show, and you're like, wait a minute, how many people are here? Well, there's one person in the control room, and then there's there was two anchors. One was a traffic anchor, and the other was the weather person, and then there was the uh, the actual anchor. And they would do each other's, like they'd film each other's shots. But I'm like, nobody said, hey, you know, Heather, the hair, right? Because she had the kind of like uh, something about Mary hair going on. Like, hey, maybe, uh, maybe no. Like maybe, maybe some, maybe we get an intern to do the, the, the news. Uh, uh, meteorologist Craig Adams is right here with you. I'm sorry, Craig Adams. Why did I say that? And of course, just like me, meteorologist Craig Gold is working a double shift, and so um, he's in. And we've been we've been tracking this, and you know, we've been talking about just like what it's been like across the country, and the different reasons that why it's so hot in other areas, and we're having really nice weather here. So let's get over to uh, Craig Gold. Hey, yep, Craig. All right. Good evening, Heather. Wow. Yeah, you wish her the best. She said exhaustion, uh, sleeping, you know, having trouble sleeping and taking some pills and medication caused that. She's suspended, and they said they're conducting an investigation. But I asked the question again, does nobody like Heather there? Where they could have said, hey, Heather, maybe we get somebody else to do the gig right now. I Just throw it out. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text your program. And where you can, grab yourself the podcast as well. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. More January 6 hearings throughout the day. And I think there is it Thursday night or Friday night? It's going to be Friday night or Thursday night. Big, big, big prime time. You know, interesting. Jake Tapper of uh, CNN's trying to get back to regular journalism. He's been actually, he's been great on the, the war. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons later on at the bottom of the hour. Uh, about what's going on over there, because that's still happening. For those of you not keeping score, that's still going on. Uh, Ukraine, nightmare, the whole thing. But January 6th hearing still going on. And it's very interesting. You had to Harry uh, Antonon. And again, CNN is going back to this, this... Uh, we're trying to be journalists, which I appreciate, right? I appreciate. We've we've touched throughout the day, you know, so uh, on over and over again about the the fact that people are switching off. They're switching off all forms of of media. They're switching off all forms of consuming the the uh, everything you could think of when it comes to well, uh, let's see here, social media when it comes to politics, CNNs and the MSNBCs and the Foxes of the world, uh, just they're, they're they're just done, and it's understandable. Look, it is. So news engagement uh, from 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 like basically quarter one to quarter two, 21 to 22. 
Social media interactions down 50%. Cable news primetime viewers down almost 20%. News media apps down 16%. Unique visits to top five news sites down 18%. Some of it is just depression and anger and frustration. There's a lot of different reasons. But I think a lot of it is, too, is people just don't trust our institutions anymore, media being one of them. Totally understandable. 100%. People aren't paying attention like we used to. And part of that is because we don't trust what we're being told, what we're being fed, whatever you want to say. We just don't. And that's understandable. That is. I mean, you know, how many times have I said, most people don't have time. They'll look at something and go, is this real? Is it not real? Can I trust this? We're talking about the 10-year-old abortion story, right? Is it real? Is it not real? It's hard to prove it's not real. But even people on the left side of the media are calling out BS. That You know, and... I, I didn't know if it was real or not. All I kept saying is I read the article and the whole time it kept saying, uh, why is nobody talking about the fact that this girl was raped by a family member? We're talking about why she can't get an abortion at 10. We should be talking about other things. But most people don't have the time, want to go and dig deep down. So we're moving away from that. Okay. Okay. So CNN's trying to move towards being journalists, apparently. So Harry uh, Enten here is a, uh, he's like the senior data guy, right? You know, every place now has one. You got to have a data guy, just like a baseball, like Moneyball. He's got the Moneyball. He's their data guy. And this is about the January 6th hearings. So talk to us. Anything's going on? Anything changing? Anybody's minds? Are voters paying attention to these hearings? What are you finding there? Look, following the January 6th hearings very or somewhat closely, what do we see? We see overall... The majority of Americans are, in fact, following these hearings very or at least somewhat closely. While Democrats are more likely to be following the hearings closely than Republicans, in fact, the majority of Republicans at 51 percent say that they are, in fact, following the hearings very or somewhat closely. But here's the big question. Is it really changing anybody's mind? So it really depends. So New York Times, at least 20 million to watch the January 6th hearings. The Hill, paltry ratings, weak ratings. For January 6th hearings. It depends on who you're looking at. Right. And we also are so scattered in the way that we look at, you know, viewership anymore because we don't count certain things like online doesn't get counted the same way. It's so, so you know, are people paying attention? Yeah, I think they're paying some attention. If you care a little bit about politics, maybe they're paying a little attention. But is it a vast majority of people? No, I don't think so. And the other side of it is. If you thought Trump was guilty, you still think he's guilty. If you think Trump is innocent and everything's a giant sham, you still think that. The independents in the middle are just over the whole thing saying, why are we continuing to do this? And by the way, once this is done and dusted and the Republicans take over the House again, which I'm pretty sure they're going to, we'll talk about that in a bit, the reality is is the investigation into the investigations will begin. So this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And I think we can get a good idea of it from this question from Quinnipiac. Did Trump commit a crime to change the 2020 election results? And we can compare April of 2022 versus now. Overall, in April of 2022, it was 46%. Now, it's that same 46%. Among Republicans, there's been perhaps a slight upward movement to 15%, but still clearly the vast majority of Republicans do not, in fact, believe that Trump committed a crime. And these hearings don't seem so far to, in fact, change opinions across all Americans of whether Trump committed a crime to change the 2020 election results. No. And how much of that, though, was the way that when you look up there, and I've said this over and over again, uh, Cipollone, right? He they, he did like eight hours of, of hearings. They're going to go over that stuff. And 
And they never asked him to corroborate any witnesses in any of the stuff that that they were saying. So they're like, he didn't dispute it, but you never asked him. So he's not divulging any information. He went in there. He's a lawyer. You ask him a question. He's going to tell you the answer. Right. So if you don't ask him, he's not divulging. So that's disingenuous. Absolutely disingenuous. And the other side of things is, why would anybody believe what any of these people say anymore? You've got the Democrats up there and you've put the worst of the worst. Adam Schiff, right? Dip Schiff, we call him around here. You put him up there. Sorry. Sorry. I would have gone so far away from any one of these people that have been seen as the the Trump getter for the years previous to January 6th. I would have gone so far away saying, look, here's the thing. As much as you believe Trump is toxic, in this situation, you're toxic. You can't be a part of it. I want nameless, faceless Democrats and Republicans who are, who are not part of the tweeting 50,000 times a day, not part of the, the, the insanity of which we've seen the last several years of politics. I want people who are just coming in going, uh, who's this guy that looks kind of, the, you know, his, his tie's a little bit of a mess, or, you know, she, you know she, she looks like she's just hopped out of a minivan because she dropped her kids off from school, who are politicians who are there to do a job. If you set it up in a way like that, that feels like it's nonpartisan, just a bunch of people going, let's get down to business. I got other things I got to get to. Let's take a look at this. It would have been better. But when you turn it into, even though, while it's been one-sided and all that stuff, the reality is, is even though they haven't gone gangbusters insanity like they've done in the past, their their kabuki theater politics, it it doesn't matter. Perception is, for a lot of people, it's the same old same. And that's hard to shake that. It makes you think you're not really serious. You're more interested in making brownie points for your constituents. Uh, and Harry, we've talked before about the poor polling for Democrats heading into this year's midterm elections. Have these hearings changed that outlook at all? Not really. No. Look, before the hearings began, my average of the polls, the generic ballot had Republicans plus three points. Now, not the January 6th committee hearings. It is not Donald Trump. It's inflation. According The top issue for Americans at this point is not the January 6th committee hearings. It's inflation. According to 33 percent of Americans, that is the top issue. Yeah. Inflation, 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 inflation. That's it. If you can't afford to put gas in your car, if you can't afford to go to work, if you can't afford to do the things that you need to do to survive on a day-to-day basis and raise your family and do the things that you have to do every single day and stuff's becoming more expensive and you're cutting back more and more and you're sacrificing things. And if you can't afford those things, January 6th means nothing. Not that it's not important, and I've said that a thousand times. It's, it's important, and we need to talk about it. We need to get out there. We need to, we need to do it in a nonpartisan, real way where we're all having an honest conversation about let's find out what went on. But if you're worried about paying the rent, paying your bills, deciding what company can you call this month to hold off on paying the whole amount because you got to pay the whole amount over here or your phone's going to get cut off. When you're making those decisions, oh, that's much bigger than January 6th because it's dealing in the day-to-day life of survival. Now, there's going to be an election this year. Jake Tapper and Harry Anton, who is the uh, uh, data guru over there at CNN, talk to us. 
Republicans, Democrats. And who is trusted more on the issue of inflation? The margin right here is absolutely huge. Republicans are trusted over Democrats by 19 points. And that is why at this particular point, Republicans still lead on that generic congressional ballot. Yep. And as long as they don't jack the pooch, they should be fine. But you never know because they are. How many times have we said this over and over again? They have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Both sides have. But this is the perfect example of what people care about on a day-to-day basis and why the Democrats, if you got a D by your name this year, if all things stay the way they are now, trouble's coming. You know, Biden was the, Biden was the first person I ever actually voted for. Um, I feel like our youth, they either don't have time to vote or they don't think that their vote matters. And so um, we aren't really informed on who to vote for. Um, the media portrayed Biden as someone who was going to fix this country and Honestly, from my perspective, my personal experience, he's made it a whole lot worse for people like me who voted for him. So I feel not only embarrassed, but I just feel very manipulated by the media, like social media, portraying him as someone who is going to fix the country. He didn't. Yeah, I think that sums it up right there. Single mom who thought he was going to come in and be all that in a bag of chips. And the reality is he's anything but that. And not all of the blame goes to him. But the reality is, the end of the day, when you lay your head down to sleep, and what do you think about at night that keeps you up or gives you that knot in your stomach? It's bills. It's inflation. It's just day-to-day living. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Mike Lyons is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. What's going on in the Ukraine? The nightmare continues. Russia continues to push on. Uh, some people will tell you, oh, it's not as bad as you think. The reality is, is Mike's been with us since day one, and he gives us the straight skinny on this stuff. Raycon, best year buds around. Wear my Raycons every single day. So next to me, uh, I do a ton of... Of, of video editing, game stuff, things like that, voiceovers on, I've got another rig over here, if you will, once broadcast, once for voiceovers. And I do all my stuff on my Raycons. Uh, my, my broadcast stuff, uh, it's not Bluetooth enabled. Raycons are amazing. Fit comfortably in my ears. And I'll have those in for hours and never have an issue with them. Even when I go around here and I see other people, I'll talk to them, they'll be in there. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. Plus it's a great way to make sure people think, oh, he's on the phone or something. Uh, Amazing feel, eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, comfort, I can't stress that enough, and I'm a weird person like that, but I like the fact that they feel good on my ears and I don't have to worry about them inside the best earbuds around, period, case closed, 49,000 five-star reviews, save 15% right now, get the best earbuds around, they're called Raycons, everyday earbuds, go to buyraycon.com slash Chad, that's buyraycon.com slash Chad, save 15%, buyraycon.com slash Chad, save big now. Byraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. The diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. 
Oh, I love breakfast tacos. And the boat, wait, what would you say? Oh, God. Dr. Jill Biden there getting uh, getting excited about the Bogodas. <laughs> I'm like, did you say Bo- Bo- what? what? Is that a Chaco? I like Chacos. Chacos are not. Those are Chacos. San Antonio is amazing. I loved it. I lived there for a while. Uh, and I will say the, the deliciousness of the breakfast taco, which I'm surprised has not taken on a, a new life around the country, but it is delicious. But the Bogodas are awesome. By the way, the, the Latinx voter, uh, uh, so for those of you guys who don't know, uh, I've, I'm a bit Hispanic, uh, and I laugh because nobody I know talks like that. My, if you saw my uncle, you'd be like, is that guy, first of all, what? what? He's, and we joke all the time. He's like, what the hell's Latinx? What is that about? He goes, the last thing I saw in the next that was cool was uh, Jason X, the, the Friday the 13th movies, when Jason somehow ended up in space. No way. Yeah, he totally ended up in space. It was crazy fun. Good God. The pandering is tremendous. It is. The pandering is tremendous. And it's not working. Here's something that did work, though. Kind of, sort of. The awesome space telescope. If you've not seen the space telescope, it is incredible. I will say, vibrant colors, bright. Doesn't even. Look. First, I looked at it and I thought, "That's a light bright." They're pretending you're looking into space. It's really somebody's closet with a light bright. That's really what it is. You guys remember a light bright? I was trying to explain to uh, uh, to Jack and and Lily, my 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 stepdaughter and my son. The, the light bright phenomenon. Like, we didn't have computers. We didn't have stuff with us 24-7 where we could access anything we've ever dreamed of, anything we've ever wanted, good, bad, and indifferent. No, we had light bright. What's that? Well, it's basically you give you a, a black piece of paper with a light behind it, and you'd poke holes in it, and it would be these colored, like, uh, uh, almost like Christmas tree bulbs, but they were a little in plastic, and they would kind of, uh, it, was, it was spectacular. You know, you've heard me say over and over again, America is defined by one single word, possibilities, possibilities. I want to thank the team at NASA for once again showing that that's who we are. That's who we are as a nation, a nation of possibilities. We can see possibilities no one has ever seen before. We can go places no one has ever gone before. To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before. So it launched the Webb uh, Telescope December 25th, 2021. It's up. It's running. We're seeing things that we've never seen before. And like I said, it does kind of like in a quick view, it looks like a light bright that's kind of shaking. It's spectacular. NASA Administrator Nelson, I'm going to turn this over to you. So will you please tell us about what we're seeing? President, if you held a grain of sand on the tip of your finger at arm's length, that is the part of the universe that you're seeing, just one little speck of the universe. And what you're seeing there are billions of galaxies with billions of stars and suns And we're getting our first glimpse, as you said, Mr. President, we're looking back more than 13 billion years. It's a light bright. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Coming up next, Mike Lyons is going to join us to talk about what's going on in the Ukraine, Russia. The whole nightmare continues. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Russia has already substantially failed to achieve its strategic objectives in Ukraine. Its strategic objective was to take Kyiv, the capital, to end Ukraine as a country, to eliminate uh, Ukrainian identity from the map, and to subsume Ukraine to within Russia. They have failed at that. Kyiv stands, Kharkiv stands, Odessa stands. The major cities of Ukraine are in Ukrainian hands and are being ably and bravely defended by the Ukrainian military with the support of the United States and, and other NATO allies. What Vladimir Putin set out to do, he has failed to do. Jake Sullivan right there, one of the spokesholes over there at the uh, at the White House, uh, Secretary of Blithering and Blathering. Uh, look, is some of that true? Yeah, I mean, every day that the, the Ukrainians survive, it's a victory for them. Uh, but the reality is the long game now is what uh, the Pooter is doing. Joining us now is our buddy Mike Lyons, military analyst, retired major in the Army, and who's done about just about everything you can think of militarily-wise. And, 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 Mike, I look at this, and, uh, you know, over the weekend he's signaling, hey, we're in this for the long haul, we're just getting started. It is the long haul for him now, and he feels like, hey, if I wait this thing out, these uh, the NATO guys are going to start to crack. Europe's going to start to crack. Uh, I, I can do this. Yeah, I think in some ways it's all he has left. And the long road for him is, I think, to get to winter time. But um, you're seeing in the past uh, week or so the attacks uh, Ukraine is making on Russian ammunition dumps. And so the reports are saying that Russia is running low on artillery ammunition. So the, we know that they were uh, short on missiles and other uh, related guided uh, strategic weapons. Um, but uh, their capability to fire 50,000 rounds a day is, is really shrinking. And so um, Ukraine now targets ammunition dumps knowing full well that it'll decrease their capability to wage this kind of war, this you know World War One, some you know grinded out uh, artillery war that they've been doing. Um, so I, I don't know. I I think that that's all he has left. This is the only bullet he can left to play. He's not going to go talk to the Iranians about getting drones. I think that can tip the balance. You know, both sides are exhausted, so both sides are looking for you know what's going to be the linchpin that is going to give them an, an advantage right now to go back on the offensive. They're taking an operational pause. The Russians have, have claimed. Um, but Ukraine needs the rest as well. And um, but the long run, I think, at least is going to take this into winter. So, you know what? Uh, you talk about them heading over to apparently he's supposed to the Putin's supposed to go over to Iran here in the next uh, week or so. He needs he wants armed drones. What do the Iranians have? Do they have something that's going to help them? Because it, it sounds like right now he's desperate for stuff because he didn't really seem to have uh, an endless supply of stuff. Right. And, and, and Russia does have brought a tremendous amount of material to the battlefield, but they're running out of that stuff. And they do have uh, their Bay Rocktar type drones. There were drones that, frankly, they copied U.S. Uh, design from the Reaper and the Predator drones. We know that we lost a few drones uh, while we were in Afghanistan that, uh, that, that found its way back, back into Iran because we saw them 
uh, over Iraq at the time. But they have this capability to arm them now. In some cases, that they need them more for visuals and they need them more for finding out where Ukraine artillery is and trying to get time on target very quick. It's going to be a race against their capability to acquire the, the HIMARS and the, the high mobility artillery systems before before um, Ukraine can move them and before they can fire them. And, and we're finding out that the accuracy of the artillery is really another one of those difference makers. Ukraine can use the same thing because their drones have been used for forward observation. But we also know that the Russians have done a better job of knocking them out with electronic warfare, EMP, other things that have blinded them as well. So the, the drone war, so to speak, uh, will, will escalate, will tip back in the balance of the Russians if the, if, if the Iranians provide this technology. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, we talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Let's talk about uh, the Ukrainians. They are valiant in everything that they're doing. Uh, uh, they're, they're pushing back and, and surviving. And again, everyday uh, uh, survival is a victory. But like you said, they're, everybody's looking for something. Is, you know, I mean, I know that uh, you know, Zelensky doesn't want to give an inch and, and, and wants them gone. But the reality is... He also has to look over and go, all right, common sense says, I'm worried about what the Germans may do, especially if this thing lasts through the summer and starts to get cool again, what the French will do, the, the Italians. I mean, all of them at any moment seem they could crack. Next thing you know, they're asking for oil and gas, and we're an afterthought. Right. I, we're seeing the Germans already crack. You're seeing that they're actually not going to increase their defense budget in the next year. It's going to actually decrease. You know, So it was not much from, from the very beginning. Uh, saying that they're going to fix this in the next 10 years is, you know, is just not uh, something that is going to help anybody in, in the short term. Uh, I, I personally think U.S. U.S. troops need to leave Germany, move closer to the battle, go to Romania, go to Poland, uh, send me to Sweden, send me to Finland. If they're joining NATO, that'd be a great, uh, greatest duty assignment. Uh, because the Germans don't seem to be want to, to, to get involved with this. Um, but but again, this is where this is all another force that's acting on it. Now go back to Ukraine. They claim now they have a million man army. Uh, that's a little bit overblown, I think. If you look at uh, if you kind of break it down, they have some new recruits. Um, they've lost a tremendous amount of people, uh, but that's including police officers and border patrol and all the things that kind of go with that. Um, but they're going to need probably that, if not more, to take some of those areas back in the Donbass, which which is really the the, the place where once once Vladimir Putin realizes he can't go any further and he's deterred militarily, that's when he'll try to negotiate. And the question is whether the Ukraine will negotiate. They still might not. They still might continue to fight themselves. So you look at that. You look at that. They may still continue to fight. Uh, is NATO going to have an, and and I, and again, it's their country, but we're all funding a lot of what's going on there. What kind of say are we going to get in this as far as like, look, dude, I know you don't want any, to give up any part of this. Totally understand. But the reality is, is we're not going to just hand you check after check after check so you can continue to fight this battle, uh, a battle that neither of you are going to win at this point in time. We have a yeah, say. Chad, I love, yeah, I love you, you, you. I love the way you think. I love your questions. But the, my question back to you is, who makes that conversation on our side? Right, our president doesn't. Uh, no. you, you, that's that's a good, great thing to, to say it through. But we don't have anybody at the t table that's going to think that through, make that conversation, and, and have it with, with Zelensky. And you know, we don't we don't have the Churchill, the Eisenhower, the pick pick your historic leader of the past and. So right now, Joe Biden's hanging on politically for everything he can. And there, we, don't, we, we don't, you know, I know the fact that the Pentagon, 
people of the Pentagon want this thing to keep going because it's a tritting Russia's conventional forces. Uh, we all know, too, from the Pentagon's perspective, that we have to get back to China. The Chinese have, you know, out they've got more, you know, 400 or so more naval combat ships than we do. They've got a tremendous amount of capability in the Pacific. Eventually, that's going to happen. Um, and we want to get back to that. But everybody at the Pentagon is pretty happy that the Russian military is getting attrited. It's conventional forces getting attrited right now as well. But but again, we have no one's going to have that conversation. No, no. Uh, what's going on in Russia? Like, you know, it seems to be kind of quiet. Uh I, I've seen some stuff where people like, you know, the usual baloney. Oh, it's the greatest time in history, da, da, da. But I've also seen a lot of stuff that I follow where stuff's getting out. It's like, you know, look, we may have some money that have flown in here from time to time. But the reality is nobody will sell us anything, uh, just regular goods. And the stuff that we are making ourselves that's supposed to act like the goods that we had, they're crap. At some point, that's got to give, too. Yeah, it's going back to the 80s and the 70s and all the crap that was made in, in Russia from the nuclear power plants on, you know, on down to the lowest level of whatever they're manufacturing. And uh, it's all because of the ingrained culture that exists there. And it's an unfortunate, uh, it's unfortunate that there's not been enough leadership that's taken them out of that in the past, at least let's say 25, 30 years since the wall has fallen, they've had real opportunities to embrace capitalism and, and all the things that go around that, but they just haven't, they don't use efficiency. At the end of the day, things are driven top down and we see what happens when that takes place. I, I think that uh, they still haven't mobilized. They still haven't told the rest of the country, really, really hasn't told the rest of the country things are going badly. Uh, he can still control the media, controls the airwaves. He controls, you know, 11 time zones. When you think about it, how does it like to come 11 time zones and fight and die in Ukraine? If you're, you know, a Kazakhstan or you're, you're somebody in one of those Russian outposts way in the, in the far east of where Russia has, has people. Um, but but they still have they have numbers. Right? There's no other way around it. And then as long as the Chinese buy it, in, you know, India is still on their side, Brazil, uh, Iran, North Korea, it comes out to 3.54 billion people that still need uh, Russian oil and Russian gas and Russian energy that uh, that's going to keep them afloat. Us, them, NATO. Uh, you look around, he, you know, postures, right? He, he does the peacock thing over the weekend and, you know, the thing that he does all the time. Uh, we're just getting started. The reality, though, is he looks around and he knows that, look, I, I, I'd like to get something done uh, here uh, so I can control certain areas of Donbass region all the way down to Crimea and have my little land bridge through the whole nine yards. But I can't step any further because I just, A, I, I didn't think it was going to take this long, and B, uh, this what would this cost us because you know if he's running out of supplies and you're turning to china and iran for military stuff uh there there's still as much as their stuff is 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 vastly improved in particular china they're still light years behind a lot of what we have and the right. and china's not on the continent so I, as a military guy i look at what he's doing and what what could his last grasp thing be right he's not he's he's not going to probably get back to Kharkiv or Kiev itself um, can launch missiles in there and destroy apartment buildings every once in a while, not just create more terror than, than any kind of military objective. But I got to think that Vladimir Putin is telling some Russian general someplace uh, who's also grabbing some Russian admiral someplace. And I think they got a big pin on the map in Odessa. If they can take that Odessa, they completely strangle, choke off 
uh, Ukraine from the Black Sea. They choke off their capability to export wheat from the areas that they still own right now. The Russia has taken over a pretty significant portion of that capability. They've taken over their capability to manufacture chemicals, to manufacture steel. You saw that in Sevastopol and or, or the naval base um, in Mariupol and, and the like. So I, I think that that if he does one more thing, that if he's going to do anything, he's going to have to focus all efforts towards Odessa, gives him that the final land bridge, the final 10% of that coastline on the Black Sea. It would be a tremendous strategic loss. Um, perhaps NATO then gets involved and says, there's no way we can let you do that. Uh, that that might be one of those bridges. It could be a bridge too far in both directions. It could be a bridge too far for Russian troops that try to do it and try to get it and they can't get there. It also could be a bridge too far for the for the West that says, look, if you if you go there, we're going to put up a no fly zone. We're actually not going to defend that one port because that one port is so important strategically to Ukraine. We'll have to see. We'll see. Mike Lyons, always good to have you on, military analyst, uh, retired major in the Army and uh, the man who's been on top of this the entire time. And uh, good to talk to you. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It just, it's never ending, and the ending is going to come when, really, th- this sounds bizarre to say, the ending is going to come when the rest of the world decides we no longer want to f- fund your fight. Both of you. That, that, that feels like, at some point, and what I think both sides are hoping is, is, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, if they blink first and their people, their money backers back out, then we'll win. If our money backers back out, they'll win. So we'll see. We shall see. It is not going anywhere, but it, the, the chance of this thing escalating is still there. And because of inflation, because of all the other stuff, it is the TikTok society. We're not paying the attention that we once were, and that is understandable. But overnight, Something can change. A bomb lands somewhere it's not supposed to. A missile does something it's not supposed to. They decide that they're going to push on somewhere else. Next thing you know, they're in Poland fighting, and all of a sudden, overnight, everything changes. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. All right, guys. Hello, fresh. Dinner is important. Lunch is important. Breakfast is important. Hello, fresh. Wants to do something to feed you. Summertime, right? You get outside, a little summertime, feeling it. How about the taste of summer recipes and market selections? It's a limited edition from HelloFresh right now. You're also going to get 16 free meals. I'll tell you about that in a second. Incredible fresh ingredients, right, which I love, which is incredible. That summertime kind of meal that's just amazing. You know what I'm talking about. A little bit light, but also just got some great, you know, the protein, all of that stuff, pre-portioned ingredients. And my taste buds, all over the place, running through the roof because of this. 55 weekly options. The most, it's the absolute most of any meal kit out there. Right now, how about this, kids? 16 free meals. That's right, 16 across seven boxes plus three free gifts. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Benson16, HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. You're going to love it. It's easy to do. You take it right out of the box. The instructions are there. Boom takes no time at all. You're going to feel amazing, and you're going to love the taste. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Get you started right now. Use that code, HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. You stink like 
here and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> Ruben! What? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, what? as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> it's Joe Biden, Vice President Taco. <laughs> yeah, I'm Vice President Taco. The bogeydews, the 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 things, the but the you know the thing. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness! Reaching out, right? Like we were just talking. Like if it was Hillary, she's like, and I brought hot sauce. Does anybody buy into the to the game of pandering? I mean, do they? Do, like, I'm sure some people are like, hey, let's go over there and make them do or say anything we want to say because they want our vote so bad. And then when they do, you're like, ah, sleep. They're a bunch of idiots. Oh, my Lord. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. Although I will say this, right? Having lived in San Antonio, which I loved, uh, the breakfast taco, the fact that it's not taken off nationally, it's always been a fascination to me. Like, that's a great thing. And I love the breakfast taco. I, I think there needs to be more of it. Speaking of more, it's coming. Uh, come the fall and winter, uh, most everyone who's uh, an expert on pandemics and uh, these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see will see a resurgence of uh, the virus, whether it's the variants that we have now or new variants, and we got to be ready. Uh, Javier Bacaria. Oh, it's Becerra. <laughs> Uh, Javier Becerra there talking about the resurgence that's coming. COVID numbers are up. The deaths really aren't up. Uh, people aren't paying that kind of attention because they're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to survive. They're trying to, to get through the day where we were. I mean, we're, we're over 111,000 higher positivity rate than we were this time last year. But we're only about 100 deaths above where we were this time last year. So, you know, it spreads easier. But the reality is, uh, during an election season, you're not shutting everything down. Just not going to happen again. It isn't. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.